0: With the right mindset, we can't lose. We either practice what we've learned or we learn what we need to practice. Nora. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? Welcome back to another episode of the Build the Life You Want podcast. I thank you guys for joining me. Today we're going to talk about tips and tricks from a behavioral scientist. And this content is coming from a Huberman Lab podcast where he interviewed Dr. Adam Grant Uh, Adam Grant is a behavioral psychologist and a scientist that's doing a lot of work in trying to understand human behavior and motivation and mindset and some of those things. And I've mentioned Huberman many times on here. Andrew Huberman is one of my favorite podcasters and scientists. He's a Stanford biologist and uh, studies neurobiology. So the discussion between the two was... Worthy of your time. If you want to go listen to the long form of this, it's a few hours long and there was a lot more good content that I'm going to share with you, but I just wanted to share with you guys a handful of takeaways that I got from that episode that I thought were, you know, along the lines of million dollar advice. So if you uh, want the Cliff Notes Here's a few things you can take away and put into action. And if you want the long form, I'll put the link below to that episode so that you can go directly to the source. In this episode, I'm going to talk about four main points that is, how to make yourself like something more that you originally didn't like so much, how to effectively ask for feedback and criticism, and then how to receive or interpret and take action on. That criticism that you do receive? How do you utilize some of those same strategies in parenting or mentorship? I think this relates back to a few of the episodes we've done before. So um, I talked about Ali Crum's work on change your mindset, change the game. Uh, my episode's called change your mindset, change your results. And to recap that a little bit, there was a study done the Krum, uh led where they took students and gave them a milkshake. And they had an uh, IV inserted so they could draw blood and understand the ghrelin levels in the students' blood. And ghrelin is produced by the gut and tells your brain whether or not you're hungry. (laughs) It's a hunger signal. And so after you eat a meal, the amount of ghrelin in your blood decreases because you are satisfied and you've been fed a certain amount of calories, right? Well, these students were given milkshakes. One group given a very, very high caloric milkshake. The other one given a diet milkshake and they tested their blood samples. Of course, the one with the high calorie milkshake had a larger decrease in ghrelin than the ones with the diet milkshake. But in fact, it turns out that they all received the exact same milkshake. They just received different information about the milkshake, and it had a visible effect on their biology. So that's change your mindset, change the game, but it's very difficult to actually change your mindset. And I think a couple of these things that Adam Grant points out may relate to that in my own personal opinion. I think this is kind of touching on that. How do you convince yourself of something? Additionally, Carol Dweck's work on growth mindset and Angela Duckworth's work on grit, they both hit on topics such as how do you receive feedback? Are you in a fixed mindset and criticism is sort of a blow to who you are and on your psyche and Tells you just how bad you are at something versus a growth mindset can receive criticism, feedback, positive or negative, and convert that into action items to improve next time. And a growth mindset is really, really valuable. In many use cases in life, but in sports and in employment and in marriage and relationships and parenting and things like that, because it's you see yourself as someone who has the ability to learn and important to that is feeling a certain amount of value and acceptance and love and support by others. And so even if they're giving you criticism of things you could do better, that's not necessarily them saying that you're bad or that they don't love and accept you. They're simply helping you to improve from where you are today. And a growth mindset allows you to really take that into action and and believe that you can improve and that you will indeed improve through hard work. So let's jump into these items that Adam Grant and Andrew Huberman discuss. Adam Grant says, One of the best ways to talk yourself into enjoying something more is by telling someone else all the reasons you like it. He referenced some scientific work where they actually paid people to go do this. They would do something that was quite monotonous and undesirable. And then they paid some people like $20, others $1. And um, I'm not sure if there was a category that got $0, but the ones that received more money to do so didn't get the benefit so much. It seems that the reward was more attached to the dollars they were earning by doing so. But the ones that didn't get much money for it or none had a lot better response. So they actually convinced themselves that they liked the task more than they did originally by explaining to someone else all the reasons why it was enjoyable and so they believe that partly this is coming from the fact that you're hearing evidence that's relatable to yourself from someone you already know and like and trust, which is yourself. So by telling someone all these positive reasons, you actually convince your brain to think it's not so bad after all. Now, moving on, they, they talk about reward systems and how the brain actually accepts certain uh, type of feedback or incentives. He says, rewards should be framed up in a manner that is more about showing appreciation for someone's behavior and value they provide rather than carrots dangled in front of someone to try and control or manipulate their behavior. Which I think makes a lot of sense to me. I think, you know, we, we all in our interactions would like to have someone, uh, show appreciation, not sort of dangle carrots and whip us. Right. And say, you know, go get it or else, or here's a little carrot. If you'll run in that direction, it's like, it sort of removes the trust, the control, the gratitude. It's, it's more just, uh, I guess kind of like the first experiment. It's like when it's related to the dollar value, the intrinsic reward is diminished so if there's that carrot way out there and that's really the only way that my employer is trying to motivate me it feels disconnected from my community my work family my intrinsic motivation is is undervalued whereas when the reward is framed up in appreciation value of you and the things you do for us and who you are and just this general idea of like we're all moving in the same direction and I appreciate all that you bring to the table. When you can frame up incentives more like that in a human way, uh, it tends to work much better. Um, The dangling carrots feel like manipulative behavior, which doesn't go as far. (laughs) Now, this conversation develops into these feedback loops and how you can deliver and receive feedback. And he references some meta-analysis from Kluger and Denisi detailing what derives the utility of feedback is not whether or not it's positive or negative, it's whether it focuses on the task or the self. Meaning if I tell you your work is terrible, you'll get defensive. If I tell you your work is amazing, you'll get complacent. If I tell you, here's the thing that I liked about your work, you'll try to repeat that. And if I tell you, here's the thing that I didn't like about your work, you're going to try and fix it. So whether you're seeking feedback or giving feedback, it's a good idea to focus on the identifiable strengths and weaknesses that one ought to be aware of. And then can work on improving those weaknesses. So... Don't just give an overall, it was good, it was bad, or say they're excellent or they're not good. It's it's sort of like, here are the one or two things that I think y- you could do better, otherwise it was great, right? Or I appreciated the effort and da-da-da, here's a couple things that maybe you could fix. So when people get the targeted feedback of just a couple things that they could work on, and it's actionable, things to change, they take it much better they'll actually show much more change and improvement over time and it tends to fit well with that whole growth mindset now Adam talked about receiving feedback from all the discussions that he's given right he gives a lot of talks he goes and does seminars and different things and uh he says, when seeking out feedback, don't frame it up as, I'd love to hear your feedback. Just a very broad term. Rather, frame it up in some version of this. What's the one thing that I could do better? See, most people are kind. They don't want to just blanket statements, say it was good or it was bad. They don't. Once the delivery has been done, they can go home in peace. They don't need to be rude. They don't need to... Uh, you know, slap you around or whatever. And so if you ask broad feedback, they'll either say, oh, it was good. Thank you. Boom. Bye. It's just not very useful. But when you ask, what's the one thing that I could do better? There's a good chance someone in the audience thought, you know, that the joke was off or the intro was a little odd or I didn't quite grasp that point you were trying to make with the data or it was unclear here. That When I'm asking for the one thing, that you would change, it's, it's much more likely that they'll say, oh, here's here's one suggestion for you. The thing that I noticed, this is the what stood out to me as far as something you could improve. You get much more useful and, and uh, effective feedback. Now, I really loved his discussion on how to receive feedback. He said there are actually two scores in the feedback. So if you're asking someone, rate me 1 to 10 or 0 to 10, On how I did, you know, how my delivery was or the content or whatever it is. And they give you a three. Okay, that's the first score. So they delivered the first score. The second score, you want to get yourself to a 10, obviously, would be the best. But uh, give yourself a score on how you received the feedback. So the feedback is just something that you could take, mull it over. Look at it from different angles and understand how can I improve, but how you receive the feedback, that's the mindset, that's the growth mindset you're trying to uh, develop. So if you're asking for feedback and they say, oh, it was a three of 10, like that's pretty heartbreaking. That's not very good, but can you get yourself to a 10 out of 10 on how you receive the three and take that feedback and make it actionable? Not too long ago, I talked about how I rate myself on an effort score. (laughs) So your effort matters basically more than anything when it comes to success over time. So if you can give great effort day in and day out towards a certain thing, you will make progress every single day, every week, every month, every year, and you will make enormous amounts of progress over time. Right. And I think that's what this score reminded me of. It's like, okay, what's my effort in what I'm doing? What's my effort in making sales today? What's my effort in building relationships today? What's my effort in receiving feedback and taking positive action with it? The last thing that Adam talked about as he tells the story of how he was so nervous to do his first Ted talk. And he talks about when he was young, he was, he was terrified to even raise his hand in class. That's how nervous he was about public speaking or speaking out in public. And now he's going to give a Ted talk. So he's going to be in that red circle on the stage in front of many people. He's kind of wondering what to do and talking to his family and his little seven-year-old daughter Said, look for a smiling face in the crowd. And he thought about that. He took the advice. He asked some of his friends to sit front row and he sought them out immediately so that he could see their smiling faces and people he related to. And he locked on to some of them and his nerves calmed and he was able to deliver his speech. And it was great advice from his daughter. Look for the smiling face. But then Later, his daughter was in a play and she was also struggling with the stage fright. She's like, how am I going to get through this? This It's so scary. And he said, do you remember what advice you gave me? And she said, look for a smiling face. And so when he showed up, him and his wife showed up to her play, she found them and was beaming with excitement and calmed down and was able to deliver her part of the play. And he references some literature that talks about one of the ways you gain confidence even better than you getting great advice is giving advice for a problem. So, his takeaway from this experience with his daughter is that as a parent or a mentor, look for common problems that you and your children may be able to both relate to and ask for their advice on how to solve that problem. And as they give you that advice, when they come up against that similar problem, or even if they're thinking about it in the moment, they're essentially convincing themselves that there are solutions and I'm capable of tackling this problem. I thought that was some of the greatest parenting advice I'd ever heard. Find areas where your pro- your children are up against some barrier, some problem, something that all of us deal with coming up through the years, ask for their advice, and then let that sink into their developing brain as solutions to their own problems. Talk about confidence boosters, problem solving, growth mindset, convincing yourself to change your mindset, to change the game, right? phenomenal I thought that was so cool so those are the main takeaways I had from that podcast as I said the entire thing is is quite interesting and good but there are a few golden nuggets that you can take with you so I hope this was helpful to you guys it was helpful to me and I appreciate you listening so that I can solidify a few of these ideas into my own brain and I will catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.